This is Olivia Clement. And I'm Isaac Sims. And this is Eric Pham returning for the third time, if that's correct. Eric, thanks for joining us again. Hey, glad to be here. Uh, it's an honor to be on for three episodes in a row, and I believe the season finale. The season finale. And this is releasing on August 13th, 10 years to the date that Scott Pilgrim released in theaters. So it's a big deal. Uh, wait, oh, oh, yeah, it's me. My bad. This is Flyover Film Show, a podcast about movies from the perspectives of two people, three in this case, who live in places oft forgotten by Hollywood. We keep up with the goings on in Hollywood, but remain very much grounded in Midwest America. And although we can't just up and move to LA, we can still share our love for movies with friends and family. Yeah. Uh, welcome, guys. We are on our final episode like has already been mentioned, of the Scott Pilgrim series. And guys, what a journey it's been. It's been so fun. So today we're going to discuss the cast and what was going on in their lives in 2010 and what their lives have been since. And just talk about our favorite roles of these actors. It's a great cast. And talk about really what makes this movie so rewatchable. So are you guys ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Well, uh, before we actually dive in, uh, we're going to do a little ad break real quick. And so today we're going to give a shout out to Ready Set Podcast. They are the producers of this show and we're so grateful for them. Uh, they have prices to fit any budget, options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. Isaac and I are the hobbyists for sure. And they make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help you record, edit, and publish. If you have a podcast idea, they'll give you a free consultation. Uh, if you reach out to them through their website or through social media, their website is readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready Set Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. And they have done that for us for seven episodes now. So we are very thankful. They've been great. We, at the time of this recording, episode four was just released and they did a great job slicing in a bunch of clips from the soundtrack of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World and... They've done a great job. Awesome, awesome job. Would recommend them to anybody. They kind of were the make or break uh, point for Libby and I starting this podcast, and they've done awesome. So thank you, guys. All right. Who wants to go first? Uh, Eric, do you want to kick us off? Uh, I'll oh, let, uh, it, why don't you all do it since okay. uh, I've been leading the characters? Sounds good. Okay. We we didn't – or yeah, Olivia went over what we're doing today. We're, we split up the main cast and we're going to be going over. We, we basically have five or six people each. So um, do you want to kick us off, Olivia? Yeah. So, so the first cast member I'll start with is Mark Weber, who I don't know about you guys, but I hadn't seen him in anything before this, before Scott Pilgrim. And I actually haven't seen him in anything since then. He's been in a lot of different things. I just, nothing, I think major it's been more like indie stuff so his his first he said in an article that i read in uh, a philadelphia newspaper said that his big breakout what he considered to be his big breakout was a 2001 movie called storytelling which i had never heard of but it has selma blair john goodman and paul giamatti in it um and then so 2010 was pretty much scott pilgrim for him and a couple episodes of the show Medium, which was really popular at the time. And he was in this TV movie, which I could not find anywhere, like where it aired, called Gift of the Magi, like the based on the classic story. 
but on the poster on IMDb, it said family friend friendly. And I was just like, oh, okay, interesting. So I, I feel like it was probably maybe him. like, yeah, good for him. I feel like maybe it was like a, maybe on a Christian network or something. Olivia, I'm not going to lie. Whenever we were preparing for this and divvying up actors, I was like, I don't really want Mark Weber. <laughs> I was like, I looked at his filmography and it's like long and unrecognizable. And I was like, oh, yeah, have this. <laughs> he, he has been in, according to IMDb, he's been in 59 different like credited roles and I've only seen one of them. Which is good. It's, yeah, good it's kind of unfortunate too. It's like one of the few cast members whose like career didn't like take off mm-hmm. or get like famous from any notable roles in Scott Pilgrim, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, he has directed a couple of things that he that are like loosely based off his life. He's had a really like crazy life. He, I say crazy. It just it was very different from my experience. Uh, he was homeless. He and his mom were homeless for a really long time, and so him getting acting roles was really how they made money and survived. And so he made a movie that was like loosely based off his childhood, and now he has a family. And so he made another movie that's like loosely based off of how out of time he was a single father and so so he's like doing well i think it's just maybe not mainstream like the rest of the cast so yeah that's yeah that's crazy i didn't know that but but he, wait did you say he is australian i no he's from no. philadelphia what hmm. close enough close enough <laughs> it feels I was way off i don't know where i don't know where my mind was <laughs> uh Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we see him in some some big stuff down the road because I I do think he's a great actor. I think he's got yeah. great comedic timing. I think my favorite moment with Steven is when they have the flip chart of the Caddy Nagi twins, and he goes, <laughs> "They are totally <laughs> badass." <laughs> Did you see on the bloopers when he they were uh, trying to do that take too? He kept messing it up. It, it's pretty funny on the blooper reel. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Who's good. next? I'll go. Um, okay. Ellen Wong. I have Ellen Wong, El- Allison Pill, Michael Sarah, Jason Schwartzman, and Johnny Simmons. And Ellen Wong. So I haven't. I haven't seen her anything else other than this. But her. Let me try to find what her first big role. Was. She's been. She's been in Glow. Oh, Condor. I haven't seen that. Yeah. I. Um, so um, someone that I knew from high school married. Uh, met her husband at a camp they worked at together and they moved to LA and he's been trying to get into acting and he has a three second extra like it's mostly just on him he's in the crowd reacting in I think the first or second season so of glow yes of glow oh that's cool pretty cool so but Ellen Wong she's a fluent in Cantonese and I think you say this I say Thai Thai Chinese um but she grew up in Canada and she's uh, fully trained in WTF uh, Taekwondo. I think that's a funny. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's badass. Taekwondo. Uh, she is significantly cooler than I already thought she was. Yes. Yeah. Man. Um, she was 25 when Scott Pilgrim filmed. Edgar Wright cast her because he was, he was very impressed with her, but also because she was, she had this, fight skill training and her fighting training and he knew that he was going to have knives in a bunch of fight scenes and so that was like that was one of the things that got her hired <laughs> that's most, awesome yeah it is the uh the, the 
best thing that I found about her was that, so you know how Hulu's been doing this series um, about, uh, it's it's like, it's called Into the Dark and it's like all these different horror movies. Have oh, yeah, seen, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen any of them, but do you, do you all know about those? Yes. I don't, I don't watch scary movies very often. So no, I haven't watched any of them. I, yeah, I haven't from, heard about that. I need to check it out. From what I understand, they're pretty, they're not that great. But I've seen promos for one called Good Boy, and it's about a dog who uh, who kills people, apparently. Like, her master, he's he's supposed to be her, like, protector, and, uh, and <laughs> whenever, whenever she gets stressed, he'll, like, attack the people that are... <laughs> that's, like, all I know about the movie, <laughs> and it's apparently really violent, and Ellen Wong is in it. Is she the the owner of the dog? No, she is. Oh. She's not the lead. She's the she's in a supporting role. I'm not sure. Okay, I didn't want to watch them. It's That's just a, it's a good enough premise, you know. It's a premise. <laughs> it's a premise. But yeah, but she Ellen Wong's done well. I I haven't seen her in anything, but she has done a little bit better than um, Mark Webber. So, but which is which is fine. I hope I hope Mark Webber comes back. Eric, who you got? All right, let's see. Uh, first on my list, I have the amazing Aubrey Plaza. <clears throat> so uh, when I was going through her filmography, I think Scott Pilgrim was like really her first like mainstream and big role. Uh, I think at that point in time, she had just done season one of Parks and Recreation. And uh, we know how big Parks and Recreation is today. I've never heard of it. <laughs> April, of course, one of my favorite characters on there, along with... Uh, Andy Dwyer, they make an amazing couple, but uh, that that's probably her most famous and recognizable role, and she's actually been uh, pretty successful in both television and the film industry. Um, shortly after she did Scott Pilgrim, she was in an indie movie called Safety Not Guaranteed. I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all have, y'all have seen, seen that, that one. That's I a really have, good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it was it was Colin, Colin Trevor, Trevor, yeah. That's, that was like his first big movie. It might have been his first movie before he did like Jurassic, Jurassic World. Did he do something in between? He did. He did this other movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up real quick. But uh, that that was a great movie. A uh, great little indie movie with. Uh, she was pretty much the main character in it with uh, Mark Duplass and Jake Johnson. I really enjoyed that one. Um, she's also done a lot of these raunchy comedies like the to do so list. So many. <laughs> Like so many and dirty grandpa <laughs> don't really know why she's doing those. Um, I think she can do a little bit uh, better choice in picking the movies she's in, but most recently, uh, she was in child's play, the Chucky oh, yeah. remake. See, I don't know what it is, but uh, she it. plays it. She plays a Karen in that movie. The character's name is Karen. I found that pretty funny. <laughs> I thought you said a, Car- the- a Karen, <laughs> a Karen. Yeah. She, she plays a Karen, but, uh, <laughs> She's in that. That's her most uh, recent role. And she had like three movies that were in post-production for 2020, but uh, nothing really notable with any notable cast uh, cast or directors in it. Um, she's also one of my other favorite works she's in is a TV show called Legion. I don't know if you guys yes. have seen that. I think Legion is her yeah. best role that she, I've seen. I so agree with that, that statement. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. Legion is a, she's so good in Legion. It's really hard to explain what that show is about, but like, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> Olivia and I watched season one together. It's basically it's X Men um, yeah. in a psych ward. Yes, yeah. Legion. Legion is a he's Professor X's son, and he has multiple personality disorder, and 
his each personality has a different power and he's freaky and but the first season is like legitimately scary yeah and and awesome Uh, yeah so but yeah that's that's pretty much what she's been up to since scott pilgrim she definitely uh has gotten really famous and she's really known for like her dry sense of humor and her Mm -hmm. uh deadpan personality but yeah that's Aubrey plaza what uh um olivia tell us about the the what's it called the little hours your experience with the little hours hours. (laughs) so she's in that movie so is allison excuse me sorry allison brie dave franco john c Riley. i think molly shannon is in it it's got a great cast like i was this one of the raunchy comedies she was in or is this actually a it was raunchy but it was like they're they're like nuns in like the like 1500s or something like that and they're all terrible people i had no idea what the point of the movie was i i watched it twice and had to stop both times because there's just like so did you get like halfway through i got like halfway through both times and i was like i can't i can't it's not that funny (laughs) and i i like that cast like it's a great cast and i think that they're all funny and cast yeah it, it just i i didn't understand the point so anyway that's my experience but uh if you guys listen i don't know if anyone listens to dax shepherd's podcast armchair expert but she she's on an episode and her episode was really good she just kind of talked about her life and she always plays these really weird like kind of out there characters but she seemed so normal in that episode like just talking about her life and her experiences and all that it was a good episode anyway so what is uh what's the best scene with Julie? Is it the is it the um swear words getting bleeped out? Yes. Yeah, yep. I, I think so. That was one of the scenes I think I I may have mentioned this in this series at some point, but I watched this movie with my dad and he was like he was entertained by it, but he wasn't taken with it like people our age are. But whenever <laughs> that that uh scene came up he was dying laughing like he thought it was so funny it was just like it is Burr. it is funny you know they had to do that because they had already written uh the word cock in it and like scott calls uh Tawny Graham, oh cocky yeah cocky cock. Cock, yeah and so because of that they had to they couldn't say one f word and so so that's why they did that which i thought was hilarious <laughs> i so. forgot i don't know if it's changed since then i think it's so it's I like it's like you can have you can have two cocks and or one f word is that what it is i had no idea that was even a thing i i didn't know it was the word cock which is weird um to me but like cocky is different than cock cock so <laughs> Like you could say such a great cocky. insult. It is anyway. <laughs> you cocky cock. But yeah, that's why they had to bleep that out. Anyway, is it my turn? But also, but also, if she had said every single one, it would have been like they would have had to make total. There probably would have been like ten f words. Yeah. Like because because later on, Brie Larson says it. Right. So which yeah. is also a funny scene. Sorry, Envy Adams says. It. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, who is it? My turn again. I don't. I don't know whose turn it is. Go, just go. I'll go. Yeah, Allison Pill. So I'm gonna look through. I think other than Jason Schwartzman, out of the people that I'm covering, Allison Pill has had a kind of surprisingly remarkable career. 
She's great. She's well, she's been in so many, so much stuff. Like um 2007 began her hot streak. And let me I'll just read all this to you. Dane in Real Life, Milk, the one with the um Sean Penn. Sean yeah. Penn. It's a great movie. CSI, Scott Pilgrim, Midnight in Paris. She plays uh Zelda Fitzgerald. Is that her? yeah, Zelda. Oh yes. yeah, I remember her. Yeah, yeah. Goon. I did not know that. Yeah. Goon. I forgot about that. Snowpiercer, she's the, the pregnant teacher. Um, Hail Caesar, Miss Sloan, Vice. She plays one of the Cheney daughters, uh, Star Trek Picard, and Debs, which came out recently from Alex Garland, who is an awesome. I don't know if I knew creator. she was in Debs. I didn't either. I don't think she's in any of the promo stuff, but like, yeah, it's I went, mostly Nick yeah. Offerman. Mm-hmm. I went and looked at her, her, uh, recent filmography and i was like blown away because i had just seen snowpiercer a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and i knew that she was in day in real life and i'd forgotten that she was in milk and i was like man she's been like very she's done very very well um and she's in I'm a newsroom too i think that's one of the her big roles is in newsroom yeah uh, she's one of the main characters and she gets a ton of dialogue since it's an aaron sorkin script uh so Aaron really Sorkin loves to write uh, dialogue. <laughs> yep. Yes. Our yeah. finest dialogue writer. He, uh, she and Ellen Wong are the same age. Um, so they were both 25 whenever the movie uh, or whenever Scott Pilgrim filmed. Um, this is this is an interesting thing and kind of personal to me. But did y'all ever read the Red Wall series? No. He's uh, either Scottish or British um, author named Brian Jakes who passed away several years ago. But he wrote like 30 entries in this paperback children's series called red wall. And it's like talking mice fantasy and their and swords and woodland creatures. And it's like the best thing to read when you're like 11 and 12 up to like maybe 14. And I read like every single one and there was a m- movie and she voiced one of the main characters in it. And then there was a series and she voiced that character in the series. I think it was like in 2000 or so. So I was like, I didn't know that. So, cause I've definitely watched that movie. So that's cool. She was in uh, confessions of a teenage drama queen with Lindsay Lohan and Megan, Megan Fox, which was, yeah, it was great. Anyway, I don't know if it's great now, but it was great when I was like, (laughs) it was great. And it was great at the time. So it was great at the time. I'm sure it was great. Anyway, you got, uh, you got Olivia. I have uh, Kieran Culkin, who is one of the several Culkin brothers. I think there's three of them, right? At least. At least. <laughs> Trace, Trace um, Culkins. <laughs> anyway, so he his first role was actually in Home, and, Home Alone, the very first one, uh, as one of the, the kids, the 15 million kids are in that movie. Uh, he was also in Father of the Bride. His big breakout role would probably be Cider House Rules or... There's this movie called Igby Goes Down, which I actually watched recently because of this, and it, it was pretty good. He he did really well in it. He plays this like really arrogant, smug, rich teenager, uh, but you find out like there's a reason why he's so defiant in it, and and so it, he plays the character really well. Um, he was only in Scott Pilgrim in 2010. His next acting credit was in a movie called Margaret which I had never heard of, but there was like Matt Damon and Mark Ruffalo and Allison Janney were in it. Um, but he doesn't have that many acting credits compared to other cast members. He only has 30. 
Uh, I think maybe his next biggest thing was probably Succession, which is on HBO, and I haven't watched yet, but everyone I know who has watched it has said it's great. So it's a great cast. I haven't, I haven't, I've only seen the first episode. I'm getting to it, but he's really good in it. Um, I was, yeah, I was. That was one of the things when I was looking at these different people's filmography, the filmographies, the like. How would you balance? Because if you being on set is like very taxing mm-hmm. from what I understand and like acting is hard, but it pays off, especially for the caliber of, you know, actors and actresses we're talking about. But then, you know, Kieran Culkin's like his filmography is a little bit slimmer than other people's. So how, like, I guess, I guess my question would be like, how would you balance like, Oh, I just got a X million dollar paycheck from this movie so I'm going to take it easy for a little bit, but then some other roles like your manager, like you don't want to pass this up. It's mm-hmm. like, I really like, I would just want to like chill for <laughs> like two yeah. years or something. So, but yeah. I, I could, but you got to hustle in everyone. I don't know. I don't you know. You have people like the rock who's in like four or five movies a year. <laughs> <laughs> then people like, uh, Joaquin Phoenix who's in like a movie once every five years. Right. Yeah. Well, and also in like Kieran Culkin's case, he grew up watching his brother, be in the, all these movies and see some of the things that his brother went through who, you know, really struggled with addiction and all that stuff. And so, I mean, maybe for Kieran, it was like, I am not going to, this is not going to be what I make every single moment of my life about, which may or may not be true. I don't know. But I just wonder if that was a thought for him mm-hmm. or a concern. Anyway. Anyway, Eric. All right. Let's see. Next person I have is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So she was kind of already on the scene a little bit before uh, being, you know, the main one of the main protagonists in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, she was in one of my favorite movies growing up, which was Sky High. It actually has yeah. a really good cast. It <laughs> is a good that, cast. Yeah, Warren, I watched that so Warren many times. Peace. <laughs> Warren Peace. That's such a great name. <laughs> such a good one. But I need to go back and watch. I think I'm gonna do that this weekend. But she was in that. She was also uh, her, her other big role before Scott Pilgrim was Live Free or Die Hard. Um, she got a significant role in that. Then she did uh, Scott Pilgrim, where we know she played Ramona. Then after that, um, I haven't seen this one yet, but she was in The Thing. Uh, I don't know if it's a sequel or remake or of the original. I think it's a she, remake. Okay, so it's a remake, and she plays one of the main characters in it. So. Um, that one's probably a good watch and she was in some more movies like uh, I always find the title of this one funny A Good Day to Die Hard uh, <laughs> oh so she was in was yeah, that the, was that the was one with uh, Jai Courtney yeah, Jai Courtney okay. I, I like him yeah I like yeah, him too yeah he's, he's not he's not terrible but uh, she's in that one as well um, she also has done some television she was in season 3 of Fargo um, so many most... people were covering were in Fargo <laughs> Yeah, Kieran Culkin, Culkin was also right? in Fargo. Yes, and Jason yeah. Schwartzman. Yep, yes. Yep. Um, but she was also in Fargo. Um, most recently, of course, she was in Birds of Prey. Uh, I wish she would do more action roles like that. She was really badass, and she played that character really well, I thought. And uh, she was also in another bomb of a movie called Gemini Man, the one with Will Smith. Oh, I, I forgot about that. that <laughs> Apparently, uh, she's in that one. So. Still haven't uh, seen so it. She, she definitely has some hits and misses, uh, as a lot of people do. But Don't we my all? favorite movie, yeah, definitely. <laughs> my favorite movie of hers is probably Ten Cloverfield Lane. Uh, 
as such a great movie. Yeah, she she of course Man. the main character in that one, and she carries that movie, and she has to go go against John Goodman, and uh, being able to act alongside him is a pretty good deed. So she's been uh, pretty successful, I would say, since Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I would really like to see her do more of these action roles, though, like uh, in Birds of Prey. Yeah, she's funny in Birds of Prey distress. too. Yeah, she, she is funny in Birds of Prey. Also, she just. Yeah, I agree with you, Eric. She needs to be in more action roles. And I hope that, like, they do more with Huntress, her character, and, like, the Birds of Prey storyline. That they they set it up at the end of the movie to be more. So I hope they actually do that. Did, did everyone, so. did you, all y'all see Birds of Prey? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. I was, I, I would rather watch. Isaac, you've been cut, you, yeah, you cut out. Oh, I did? Can you all yeah. hear me now? Yes, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, so y'all didn't hear any of that? No. You okay. said I would rather see... watch Birds of Prey. I would rather watch Birds of Prey without Harley Quinn. Like Harley Quinn was my least favorite part of that movie. <laughs> I don't know if y'all feel the same way, and I don't know if like that's an unpopular opinion. But I was just like, yeah, she's a little over the top. I'm not very interested. In, I'm interested in everyone. But yeah, that's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, very successful and enjoyed a lot of the movies she's been in. I think the reason she's so funny in Birds of Prey is like she. Oh. The what? I was gonna say she's so awkward, but I cut well, you she's off. Very so awkward. Yeah, she's very <laughs> awkward. She's awkward, but she has that chaotic, like not chaotic, but like this straight energy that's kind of, that mm-hmm. reminds me of Nebula in um yes. in oh, yes. Endgame, where she's like comparison. so serious that that's it's funny. Yeah. Yes. And everyone else is like, you know, clearly stressed out and dealing with it, and she's just like like wide eyed <laughs> and meeting every uh challenge head on so she's yeah so, she's great she's right? so great yeah um michael sarah i so i haven't seen super bad super bad began his hot streak you I haven't for, wait, I, I wait, still, wait wait i forgot I you not, yeah but you have olivia yeah i watched that movie back in 2000 like when it was released i i watched it i don't I'll know re- if i should have but i'll remind the two yeah. of you and our listeners that i was very <laughs> sheltered <laughs> so Super bad. I haven't seen Super Bad. Pineapple um, Express. Pineapple Express. Um, I saw Step Brothers for the first time like a month and a half ago, which I <laughs> thought was really funny. My voice just cracked. But. You have a lot to catch up on. Uh, what was the other one? I haven't seen Forty Year Old Virgin. I haven't uh, seen that either. I haven't seen that one either. But, uh, but yeah, his hot streak began with Super Bad, along with uh, Jonah Hill. Plassey. Is it Plassey? Plassey. Whatever. I just know him as a. Nick his, his name in uh in kick ass oh red, red mist yes red mist apparently apparently christopher mintz plassey had like the he's he hasn't he's still very famous and he's been in a ton of stuff but he had the hardest time getting away from the mclovin uh yeah. stereotype yeah. like yeah he like on the press tour and stuff everyone was like they would go into college towns and everyone would be like it's mclovin and like would borderline harass him so anyway i I feel bad for him in that regard Mm -hmm. but i think he's he's done pretty well given given that information but he michael Sarah voiced a character on the berenstein bears animated children's show really but then he like he voiced the berenstein bears again like in 2016 or something like the same character and i'm like i guess he just really likes that because like did y'all did y'all read those those yeah. books growing up they're like very relaxing it's kind of like a yeah and then they changed Frog the name toad. of it yeah they did 
it's a, it's a theory within the Mandela effect. People say that the name oh changed. went for e i n like the A-I-N. spelling. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, I don't know what his uh, what is you know kickoff or what I'd is big. It was it was super bad breaking into like the the public zeitgeist, but he's been in. Drunk History, Lego Batman. He is great in Lego Batman. Who does he it's voice in Lego Batman? Ro- Robin. Robin. Oh, wow. Richard. My, my name is but Richard, my- but the kids call me call me Dick. Uh, well, kids can be cruel. He was in. Tw- I don't know which iteration it was, uh, but he's in Twin Peaks. I think it was one of. It was either the Return or Firewalk. No, Firewalk with me was like. That was a while back. I, it was a while back. I we started watching Twin Peaks yesterday and it is so good <laughs> i love it um but anyway I, i'll be watching everything twin peaks so i'll be keeping an eye out for him he's in molly's game where he played player x who is based on toby mcguire um apparently he's really good in that that's been on my watch list glory bell arrest development camp i think arrested development is what got him here and then you know everyone every other role just kind of led and then super bad just kind of like Skyrocket him to fame. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's Michael Sager. I agree with that. Best scene with Scott Pilgrim. I don't know. He's he's great in the movie. Um, I don't know. I don't know. He has so many great scenes. Maybe we'll come back to that toward the end. The cocky cock. Cocky cock. <laughs> I, that honestly might be the best scene with him. Best line delivery for sure. Yeah. I don't know what my favorite is. Anyway, Eric. All right. Next on my list is May Whitman. So, um, she has done more television mm-hmm. than she has movies, but she's been in a fair amount of movies. Uh, I found out when I was researching her, but of course she was uh, the voice actor of Korra from Avatar The Last Airbender, and this was before Scott Pilgrim. Katara. Yep. No, it's Katara. Oh, I, did I say Korra? Did I say Korra? Korra? I meant yeah. Katara. She's, uh, she she uh, voices Katara. Katara. Um, Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but uh, she's also uh, done so many more uh, voice acting roles. She did. She's been in a lot of Family Guy. Uh, she was Wonder Girl in the animated Young Justice show, which I've heard is pretty pretty good. She voices April O'Neil on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated show. She was also in DC Superhero Girls, uh, fifty four episodes of that, and she also voices. I think it's a minor character. Um, in a How Miyazaki movie, The Wind Rises, as you, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh, oh, she, oh, she and Joseph Gordon Levitt are the two American. I think I don't leads. think she's uh, the, the the lead. She's one of the side characters. Okay, but uh, she's in The Wind Rises, and uh, she also played uh, Michael Sarah's girlfriend in Arrested Development as well. That that everyone forgets about. <laughs> yeah, everyone, and I almost forgot about there for a minute too. It's so but, cute uh, when she eats a boiled egg. She like takes it apart and like then she'll eat the the yolk and then the white part. <laughs> Her? I wish you guys could have seen Isaac's <laughs> face as he did that. But then that's the face Michael uh, Michael Bluth is making. He's like, like I, I think we really might have a future together with her. <laughs> <laughs> with her? He calls really? her he calls her egg <laughs> from that point <laughs> forward. <laughs> so good. Watch Arrested Development. She is the yeah. best. She's the best. Uh, I think that's her funniest. Yeah, in Arrested Development. Oh, definitely goodness. but she's uh she's been in some movies some decent movies too she was in perks of being a wallflower 
Um, she's also, I think she's the main character in The Duff. Yes. Is that like a coming yeah. of age movie? Yeah, movie? it's a coming of age movie. Um, she's like best friends with her next door neighbor who is played by... Um, Zarabi Amel. Yes, I could not yeah. think of his first name. Stephen I knew Amell's it was, younger brother. It's his cousin. Oh. Cousin? Yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah. Um, anyway, and so she, he's like, of course, the hot guy, and she finds out she's being referred to as the Duff, which is like, I don't remember what it stands for, but basically you're like kind of like the loser of the group. And, but the moral of the story is like, everyone's a loser in their own way and that's okay so kids can anyway. be cruel kids can be cruel <laughs> but uh she, yeah she's uh she's definitely done well for herself for herself a um, lot of voice acting which is yeah good. a lot of voice acting i watched an interview with her recently how she's trying to to break into the movie scene and get out of these like teenage roles that she yeah. she uh gets casted in but she's definitely trying to to do more of those um, more mature roles um she also fun fact she also has voiced uh characters in video games as well uh she was huh. i don't know if i knew that yeah she was a she has been in prey uh that's from the creators of skyrim and she is also voices a minor character in all the kingdom hearts video games so she's uh, you know what i did know that yeah i she, forgot about that yeah I forgot character's name um but yeah she's uh She's been doing pretty well for herself since Scott Pilgrim, and it'll be interesting to see what movie role she's in now that she's mm-hmm. trying to get into the movie scene. She's also, I don't know if you guys have seen Parenthood, but that, I think, yes. in my opinion, is her best acting. Like, she's incredible in, in, in Parenthood. Her character is so good, or she's so good as her character. Um, and I haven't watched her, her show that she's on right now with, uh, with good Retta. Girls. Yeah, Good Girls. Yeah. And Retta, who plays it as Donna in Parks and Rec, is yeah. in it as well. But I've heard it's it's pretty good. So anyway, that's all I have on my Whitman. I love her. Yep, she's the best. Is it me or Olivia? You got it. Okay. Uh, Jason Schwartzman. Um, so Rushmore was his big kickoff. Have y'all seen Rushmore? Not yet. Is that oh. a... That's a Wes Anderson. Okay, and I can't it, remember it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't Wes Anderson's first. I think it was his second or third. Um, but Wes Anderson is, is his guy. He's been in, I think, every single movie. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think he's been in almost every single Wes Anderson movie. Um, but his, and Rushmore so, is like just a great coming of age, but unique and like nuanced. And it's, 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 one, it's one of the best Wes Anderson movies. But... Jason Schwartzman is awesome because he has this persona that almost no one else in Hollywood has like nerdy, but confident and suave and like no one, no one else is like that. Um, and he, he just like his face looks, he's just very distinct. And, um, so yeah, anyway, um, he's been in, uh, a lot of stuff. Apparently he's a musician, um, which I didn't know. He's go look on. I don't want to say anything like wrong, but it looks to me, according to IMDb, it looks like he wrote music for Mozart in the Jungle. Oh, and wow. like he had just go look at his soundtrack listing on IMDb because I was blown away. There were like at least 30 credits. And I, so anyway, just go look at that. Um, I don't want to say anything wrong because I don't have it in front of me, but I was just like blown away. But him and Michael Sarah were in the wet, hot American summer 
Oh yes. sequel, which I, I, I don't remember. I watched it right when it came out, and then I think it came out with another season or another two seasons. Yep, two after. Yeah, seasons, I think so. Yeah. And I haven't seen it, and so I guess they're in those. I don't remember, but it made me want to go watch that because I love like it's just such that, a great for for a raunchy movie, comedies yeah. and stuff. That should be the the one you watch. Oh. <laughs> I love when they're taking the kids to the to the lake and. <laughs> He just like shoves this kid out of the band oh, as it's gosh. moving. <laughs> Talk about a cast in Wet Hot American Summer. That you can make your own podcast about that original movie. Paul Rudd, you taste like yeah. burger. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Jason Schwartzman has twenty eight acting or er, uh, soundtrack credits. Uh, Mozart in the Jungle is a big one, and then surprisingly, the OC is another big one. I don't know if he wrote the the theme song because it has him credited as a writer for 92 episodes, but in parentheses it says the same like song title. So I don't know if that's a theme song. I haven't watched The O.C., so I was a Wintry Hill girl. So <laughs> anyway. I was yeah. sheltered. We we know. I, I was you didn't get the CW boy. at your house? Huh? See what? The, the CW. CW. No, not until I was like 16 or 17. Anyway. Anyway, um, is it my at, turn? Yes, and we're at five minutes, so let's uh, let's book it. I think the rest of us have two, two or three, two, one or two people left. So, do anyway. we want to go with whoever we want to talk about the most? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. I'll talk about Brie Larson because I love Brie Larson. Uh, she was on in a lot of stuff. I think her ber- first like big breakout was United States of Terra, which was a show on Showtime about a woman who has dissociative identity disorder or multiple personality disorder, as other people call it. Um, she plays her daughter, and she's really great in it. And so I, I really liked the show. Then she she was in a lot of stuff that came out in 2010. Season 2 of United States Terra, Greenberg, which is a Noah Baumbach, Bomb Bach movie. Uh, she was in some dumb movie called Housebroken, but my favorite role of hers is Short Term Twelve. So obviously we know her as Captain Marvel as well. So have you seen Short Term Twelve, Eric? Uh, no, I haven't. That's from the same director who did Room, right? No, is no. it different? No, it's a different director. Uh, he directed. Um, he directed. He directed just, just Mercy. And Just Mercy. Yeah. Oh, okay, and he's okay. he's directing the Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi Marvel oh, he, movie. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot that. I forgot that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. yeah. Cool. His name's Destin something. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, she's there's, great. There's a, uh, uh, or I don't know if anyone else had anything else to say about Brie Larson. I was going to move on to Johnny Siddons and this crazy thing i didn't know about um johnny simmons like i really i wish he was in more stuff um he has he has a pretty cool specific energy that i i guess i would say was like more um what am i trying to say like it makes more sense in 2010 than it does in 2020 um his kind of look and vibe and all that stuff but I, i really do like him a lot but so I, I don't know if we covered last week about how he was in the short for Whiplash and then Miles Teller right. ultimately got that role. Well, he was bummed. Johnny Simmons was pretty pumped about that, but he was like, you know what? I've, I've had it pretty well. Like anyway. And so then Miles Teller, and I didn't know about this, but Miles Teller was going to be in La La Land. And 
Damien Chazelle was like, I want you in oh, La La yeah. Land. I'm casting you, blah, blah, blah. And then Miles Teller heard from his agent, hey, Damien called me and he said, you're not a good fit for La La Land anymore. And he cast Gosling. Wow. And then, and then Miles Teller in an interview was like, so I texted Damien and I said, bro, WTF. <laughs> and like, uh, and he didn't go beyond that. But I was like, that would suck. That would suck to like, yeah. especially yeah. if you have that, if the director told you like, I want you. And then like, hey, I, hey, Miles' manager, I don't tell him I don't want him. He's fired. Like that, <laughs> that would just suck. So anyway, anyway, Johnny Simmons, uh, I don't even have here like what he's been in recently, but um, hasn't been in a ton of stuff. But Evan Almighty was his first uh, big break. Oh Has yeah, that great scene with Steve Carell just wigging out on camera. Uh, <laughs> Steve Carell is great. Oh, he's also in Perks of Being a Wallflower. He is. Yeah. All right, is it me now? It's yes. Now. All right, so uh, the last one I have is uh, probably arguably the most famous actor out of this whole bunch is Chris Evans. Um, I don't know what, what else can be said about Chris Evans. He's... I don't know what else he's been in. <laughs> I hadn't heard of him. Who's yeah. that guy again? Uh, I, th- I think he plays Lucas Lee, and I'm pretty sure that's his only role. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's the only one that matters. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he, of course he was in fantastic Four, uh, a bunch of terrible movies before Scott Pilgrim. He was in sunshine. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Another, I love uh, that movie. I think Alex Garland wrote that script, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Danny, it's Alex Garland and directed Danny Boyle it. directed yeah. it, but, uh, he's in that one. Um, that was pre Scott Pilgrim after Scott Pilgrim. Of course he was in captain America and the Avengers. Uh, most recently he is in defending Jacob. I've not watched it yet, but I've heard it's really good definitely need to catch that and he also has directed one movie and i think he wants to direct more i think that's kind of his yeah. future future plan is to to become a director so yeah he's been in like 10 or 11 roles that are based off comic book characters that's insane. If, yeah if he was in the include... losers yeah the yeah. Losers. yeah yeah that's not I, a, seen that, I, I enjoyed that movie but uh zoe saldana's in that too yeah jeffrey dean morgan is in it yeah what a cast yeah but uh, yeah, Chris Evans, uh, movie star, Captain America. Never heard of it. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, did go you ahead. have? No, well, I was gonna go who ahead. Did you, who did get, you not get? I didn't get to talk about Brandon Routh or Anna Kendrick, who oh, are man. also great. But sorry, sorry guys. Who did you not get to? I got through everyone. Oh, we should have okay. given you a little bit more time, but it's, it's fine. We're running against the clock. I'm glad that Brandon Routh has been on, has found a home at the CW. Um, yeah. And he's, he's good at that as that character. I, I've stopped watching those shows, but I think he does a good job as Ray Palmer. And then Anna Kendrick, I, I looked at her IMDb, her and Brie Larson or she and Brie Larson have been in, in multiple roles every year since like 2007. Like, like in the same they, film? No, just like, oh, oh, oh. Like, like, like they've been working like, a lot. Staying busy. They staying just busy. have been staying busy. Yeah. Like they, they've been putting in a lot of work. So, gotcha. Anyway, but they're great. So, the cast is great. This movie is awesome. This movie is awesome. It is rewatchable. It's rewatchable because of the caliber of actors in it went on to do amazing things. Um, there was an Entertainment Weekly article that came out last week that we, or sorry, last week at the time of this recording. Um, June 27th. June 27th. Uh, and it was kind of talking about how Scott Pilgrim was way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. I do believe that it was ahead of its time. And it, 
Edgar Wright was kind of visionary in that regard. And they um, pick some amazing people to be in this movie. So, and we're blessed. We're blessed to have experienced Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And we're blessed that we had y'all on our journey or this journey with us. So. And we're blessed that Eric was a guest for so many episodes. We're Thanks, too, Eric. too blessed. Oh yeah. Thank you for, for having me on. Uh, enjoyed talking about Scott Pilgrim is my favorite movie of all time. And it's been a, a blast talking to two other people that enjoy it just as much as I do. Aww. Oh yeah. That was so sweet. This is sweet. This is a sweet moment. <laughs> this is a sweet moment. Thanks. Our next right. series is Watchmen, the HBO series, and we are going the next the next episode that will be coming out will be um about the HBO series, the Zack Snyder movie and the comics. And we're going to tackle a bunch of the big differences and similarities and the writing and all that stuff. And Eric, uh, I believe you're going to be joining us for that one. So we're excited, going to be excited to have you back. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thank, every, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast and share this with your friends, family, and anyone who likes movies and or Scott Pilgrim. Especially those who like Scott Pilgrim. This Especially is... Isaac from Conway, Arkansas, signing off. This is Olivia signing off from Oklahoma. And Eric signing out from Fort Smith, Arkansas. And we will see y'all on the flippity flip. (laughs) On the flippity flip. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See y'all later.